Hello, you're very welcome to this week's podcast, Collecting Stories and Memories in Southwest Cork. I'm Maurice O'Keefe. Over the years, I've travelled the length and breadth of Ireland and visited some wonderful places. The local people from Ballyvorney, Cooley and Inchigila had extraordinary humorous and interesting stories associated with the place, including the folklore and the old religious practices at St. Gubnet's Shrine. And the devotion to St. Gubnet locally for hundreds of years. The tradition was if you did the rounds, 21 mornings, fasting and interceded, whatever special intentions you had, that your request was granted. And the unbelievable supernatural events that can happen. If, if you follow the stream, the stream would be running against the hill. The attention paid to the peat bogs. We keep down a, a good peat fire always because the peat is, is, is the symbol of life, I suppose, in rural Ireland. And explaining the place names. We're standing very close to the banks of the River Lee. Evelera is our parish, and the village in Chigila sometimes was also known as the is also used as the name for our parish, Evelera. My first visit was to Donald McSweeney in Garten of Hinchin, Ballyvorney. Donald was widely respected as a brilliant local historian who I spent many times recording. But one day I was pleasantly surprised to meet one of his neighbours in the house. I was born back in Fohariz and I, I'm 80 years of age. And my name is, I was baptised Catherine, but people do call me either Kate or Katie, but I give myself my own official name that is Courtney Bookla. She was known far and wide for her singing, but I found her stories humorous and entertaining. And on one occasion, she told me about the local sergeant who called to their home. He was looking for Don Tidy, who had been kidnapped by the IRA in 1983. Tell me the story about the officer who turned up at the, the, at the door one time, your door. Oh, the morning jury. There was only jury and myself. And when was this now? When did this happen? Report, looking, they were looking for Dan Tady. Oh, that could never guess that about uh, Dan Tady. Yeah, he, he, some he, years ago, that dirt was on the door. He was Dan Tady. It was a big kidnap guest there. It was about 20 years or more. Hmm. But he was, he was Sergeant Kelly. But it was, it was, he was the sergeant. Yeah, and he was fine and jolly. And he knew that we were fine and jolly too. And he came in and he said to me, he said to Jerry, is Katie? Katie's there? I said, and um, I said, what do I owe this big visit like this far. Oh, they said, we're looking for Dan Tady. Well, he said, you won't get Dan Tady. He said, add Dan Gibble here. That is for sure. No, he said, excuse me. I said, I must go to the open air toilet. <coughs> I went out down to tell you the truth. Now, Dan Sergeant himself, not he's dead now, and he knew I was jolly. I put, I suppose I put at, at least five bottles of potty in a hide. And then they were sitting down there, and they suspected it. <laughs> After a while, anyway, didn't we all fall in at the putting and we all damn well able indeed in the shade, which is for the day. I sit in there going, anyway. 
that is no wonder I said the country have a slip disc. <laughs> and when the five of us, I said, are in charge, but that was a jury and the three, the three officers and myself here. Yeah. And you're we drank tea and poutine and all. But the sergeant himself told it everywhere after. He did pan my soul. Oh, where did the poutine come from? Oh, jury used to deal it. Jerry used to, when he was in, in fairly good in fair good health. It wasn't made in old place in my time at all. But like Eamon Kelly said, it was made in my father's time. But my father didn't make it for money at all. He made it for just for because he never got a penny from anybody for it. And I can tell you that But he just made it for himself. For, for, for himself and for to give it yeah. a presence to people. And I can tell you that Jerry Jerry was it was it nice? Was it, yeah, good, the, was it good stuff? No, 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 no. I rather like Mara Janet say, I'd rather one raw ramen with them if you say punching me with my It was good enough, good enough. Dan, did, Dan, did you ever drink cut in? No. Didn't you? No. Yeah. Well, I would say now that uh, it would keep you warm on a, a cold well, I think now night. It would be very good for, for a sick person a cold winter's night, all right. I think now it would be better maybe for cattle or thing like that. But <laughs> anyway, we got rid of it. We got damn bloody well rid of it. Kate continues with a story about the Knights of the Road, who were remembered mostly as gentle, law-abiding people who had fallen on hard times. They were always treated with respect and afforded a warm welcome. But not on this occasion. We, we must tell this one about, about the one that the Sunday that my grandmother was inside for Mass. Oh, do Did this yeah. is fit to be told? All oh, right, but well, I yeah. listened to it, so... I, you see, she was... Uh, but she was very holy, even though that she was had great smock than everybody. This beggar man was inside. This she was inside to mass, and she was starting to say the rosary, and the beggar man rolled in. I could say rolled now. Tobacco, he said, and he he hit the the table. Of course, he said, for sash must be given. Going up an old loft back at home and bringing down a gun. No more. That, was, that finished the beggar. Then he had to go on top of his head. Do you understand? He wouldn't be put away at all if he came in and not to be and conducted himself. And and Mickey Will said, I wouldn't say a word about you. He said, but I don't want the likes of you coming in. He said, when you know that all the rest of the house have gone to mass. Do you understand me now? But I, I have a, I have more of them there now. Daniel, I'll call out now the ones, the seated you here, these ones. Henry Lane called us. No well, Henry Lane called us now, and he used to turn to be priest. This is God's honest truth, you can put this over the air. And he used to say it to us, singing hymns, Oh, Jesus, take the pain out of my right leg. And he having no more pain in his right leg than for us, there's a lot more pain in my right leg this minute, and he having black polish rubbed it. On another visit to Ballyvorney, I met Donald McSweeney at the shrine of St. Government. And there he started telling me about the early pagan gods and goddesses. There were three female deities or saints uh, adjoining each other. You had Enian Bui and Crub uh, Darug, not on a Paps Mountains, I believe, that was a female saint, and Gubnet in Melbourne. So, uh, roughly what time? I suppose I'd be contemporary, about 5th century, so they would all be there about the same time, roughly. Talk to me first about St. Govnet. What's her background? We'll, we'll walk this direction. According yeah. to tradition, she was born in the west of Ireland, and of course she was the king's daughter. Conor Moore was the name of the, the father's name. And she went to school in the in, in this year in the Arden Islands to St. India School, 
another little room, church there, that's still known as Temple in Gubbenton. And then the Carter tradition, she had a vision tonight, and she was told to go out of her sheet by nine, wait year, and that would be the place of her resurrection. So she set out, and she stopped first in County Limerick, in Ballyagran. She moved to Kilgobden, near Dungarvan, in County Waterford, where her feast day is still celebrated on the 11th of February. And then she moved westwards to the Blackwater Valley, and she spent about nearly 40 county tradition travelling the countryside between just west of Mella and Duran Degree, because St. Gobden's Day is celebrated there as well, and that band here said um, um I think, Glown Tan, that area, so far as Duran Degree, and then she headed south, and she's reported to have found three white deer in the Clondrosa parish, and she stopped there, and next day she came right across to the Killeen's right across the valley over and she stopped there and she she stayed there that night and the next morning she, she looked across the valley she saw nine white deer here and she knew that was the place and she came with her home to the church but I doubt that she came with the next morning though. well you see that story of the white deer reasons um, studies or uh, discoveries have more or less uh, proved that it was based on fact you see in what way? all, all uh, pagan peoples Everywhere still doing it, first of all, had sacred animals. And it is known that the deer was a special animal in this area. That's a historical fact, it's known that he was a special animal. Actually, the old name of the place was Ishnuch, which is an ancient word for deer, Ish. Malachadish, that mountain over, and Forish. And uh, the Us and the Ish was probably pre Celtic. You'll get a one place in the, the Midlands, the county Leish, or Kilkini, where you have the races of Osri. Osri is still there, the Us, the Us, you understand? So that. Uh, I was reading a missionary magazine some years ago about a priest that was based in northern India where they worshipped animals and on one occasion a white animal was born and they brought him into the pagan temple and treated him as a god. And you could probably apply the same criteria here, you see. The, this Ishnuk area included Mosul Clodot Parish as well as this area and the stepping into Clodot to Gubbin, it means there were three white deer. There was a sort of a, a branch temple of the main temple, for you call that. You wouldn't call it a, a daughter house. You wouldn't call it a daughter house after the monastery. Mm. And... Uh, she knew that she was coming near the area, and they, there were six over across the valley, and there were nine here. And the, the figure nine was, the, the pagan people had some ribbons for the figure nine, I don't know why. The king, he'd have nine of everything, and any everybody else wouldn't have nine, and he wouldn't go beyond nine. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear Neil of the nine hostages? That's right, yes. You see, <laughs> the king would have nine of everything, he wouldn't go beyond it, and anybody else wouldn't have the nine. So, she knew, she didn't, didn't have to ask him too many questions, but she knew when she saw the white, nine white here, this was the, the centre of the, of the area. At St. Gobden's Shrine, I also met Mary McSweeney, a relation of Donald's, and she explains the local tradition of doing 21 rounds of the well in the morning after fasting and walking from home. This is carried out on 21 consecutive mornings. There was great devotion in our house at home in the lawns, always to St. Gobden's. Mary, that kind of penance was incredible wasn't it to how long did it take to do 22 20, rounds no, 21, 21 rounds round. um we did them um 21 mornings fasting and um, the tradition was if you did the rounds 21 mornings fasting and interceded for whatever special intentions you had that your request was granted Tell me, Donald, 20, it, it, the number 21, is that significant in any way? I don't know, but it would be three sevens, somebody suggested. I couldn't say, really. 
Mm-hmm. And the prayer here, Mary, will you recite that for me? This is the very first thing that would happen mm-hmm. when you come here. Now, prior to the time that this um, is, uh, the statue of St. Covenant was erected, the people always said the prayer, and the pra- it was in the old traditional prayer. Gomeni Digosh, Gobnit Nefa, Gomeni Miragosh, Is Benim Feindosh, Is Gutsa Hanag, Igaran Mashgelat, Is Sidirig Malais, Er Son Deyarth. Now, Gomeni Digosh, Gobnit Nefa, you're saluting Saint Gobnit, Gomeni Miragosh, and that Our Lady would salute you, and I myself, Is Benim Feindosh, I myself am saluting you. It's to you I came. Um, it's to you I came telling you my story whatever my story is be it interceding for health or whatever the occasion may be and I'm asking for the cure or asking my intercession in the name of God and that was very much traditional long ago that um, I think that was the key to the religion at that time that everything was placed in the hands of God and that if it was the will of God that you were to get your request you got it. My next destination was Coulee and there I visited Donal and Maura O'Sullivan. The conversation ranged over many topics including the general belief in the fairies and being put astray while walking back from work in the local forestry. Of course, Donald, in those days, you didn't have, you only had pathways through the countryside where people would, would travel by, you know, by, by passageways or pathways in the countryside. Yes. So they would see your house in the distance and on a moonlit night, yes, they, would, of course. they would travel yes. there. Well, he'd bring the lantern, because an old lantern with the candle in, you know, in it. Yeah. The candle in it, and he'd leave it there at the end of the... Then out the candle, of course, until you just then stepping it up again. But um, he, um, he was a, uh, he was all fairies. He was. He was fairies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And being put astray, that was another thing that yeah. went on. Miss Maria, was it in Irish? Is it? Yes. Miss yes. Maria, just for his, yeah. It happened a few times already. And and do you what, what did you put that down to? Was that was that not something that? Uh, how did it happen to you? Where were you when it happened? Well, I was working up in Mullachanish, you know, and I was told by the forest to go for a certain place where there was a heap, of, where there was a, uh, um, a trailer of stakes, put you see. So the fog was on the top of the mountain in Mullachanish, and when I looked up, I didn't know the place it had because you could see the top of the mast, and still, you know, I said, where? That? I never saw that place before. So it was, the, you know, the, the, it was in the mind, you know, but I, I, would, I, didn't, I didn't get nervous because... Um, I said I, I I followed the the wire the, the the boundary up to the top again where where I just came down you see but it would happen all right and what would happen mostly is that if if you followed the stream the stream would be running against the hill you know how is that that the, the water would be running against the hill to and be a, to it'd be, be very much so your your mind would yes be. of course yes so you follow the stream of course then against the hill. You know, yes, because yes. you were, will you say you were to the to the father to working the the to working the father ground? You see, water going against the hill, running up against the hill. So that would happen all right. But the old people, what they do if they were going visiting their uh, houses at night, uh, they turned the, their court inside out.
knock at his door. Um, John, I'm, uh, thank you very much indeed. Oh, there's a lovely smell of peat <laughs> burning. Yes, there is. Uh, the peat is down. Uh, there's a good turf fire down this evening because it is a cold evening and we feel the weather outside. So we keep down a, a good peat fire always because the peat is, is, is the symbol of life, I suppose, in rural Ireland. And travelling over the Cork and Kerry mountain to Grouse Mountain near Kilgarvan, I met John Lucy. And there I spoke to him about the way of life of his ancestors in the area. This is a lovely old, beautiful building. And yes, I, 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 yes. I, I'm sure um, yes. your father and your mother, they, they, it, well, it, you were telling me that it was an ancestral home. That, uh, exactly, that's right. Time. It was handed on from generation to generation. Mm. It goes back to the beginning of the 18th century. Well, this house is, it was built in 1860, and uh, there was an older one than this down here at the bottom. That was the original one where my ancestors came uh, to live here about 1810. Tell me, Which was it closing on two hundred years ago? Now very close on it. My goodness! And yes, well, yes. they have they had two hundred years of a lifespan here, and uh, there was extended families of them around here and beyond, and uh, they lived and they prospered here, and they married far and near, and some of them immigrated, so they they saw all sides of life. They you know they went over at home and abroad. So like that, um, there is only a, 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 so much time in every heritage. After the fourth generation, the old people you say they were over then. That your 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 era was going to an end, like you know. How they how they changed that around then is like to finish up with daughters being in, in in a family. Like that was the end of the family when to finish up with daughters being there, and then how the name would go then after that, when a man had married to a daughter. Uh, the name had be changed, and it was a new cycle again going on from there. And uh, that man, of course, would be called, as you often heard, a Kleinishtak. <laughs> that's where. That's my next question. Uh, a Kleinishtak. Tell me, tell me about matchmaking then. And, and then, then, of course, a Kleinishtak meant a man coming into a woman, and of course, I suppose it was easier for. Um, it was easier for. It would be easier, and the man, if it was how the woman could, would come into him, than if he had to go into the woman, because always when a woman went into, when a man went in to marry into a woman, uh, there was always uh, obstacles inside there and intrusion. The obstacles would be, of course, the old people in the house, mm-hmm. and brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws. And uh, in this particular valley here, I often heard it said that in one family, where, where, where a fortune came in, it married three people. It made done three marriages. But anyway, the Kleinishtak would come in, and, uh, well, the mother-in-law had been said, probably maybe the father-in-law, and there'd be brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws, but there would be a good chance that maybe there'd be the sister-in-laws could be married out. They would, be, they would try to, to do that, if at all possible. And... Uh, well, then there could be a brother-in-law maybe staying in the house. And, you know, the man coming in had to watch his eyes and bees. He didn't have it very smooth at all. On another occasion, I visited Inchigila, where I met publican Joe Creedon, who was very knowledgeable on local place names. And he also explained the migration of people into the area going back in time. We're standing very close to the banks of the River Lee, Evelera is our parish, and the village in Chigila sometimes was also known as the is also used as the name for our parish, Evelera. 
and the parish of Inchigida. And the, the two names are synonymous with the O'Leary clan. And the O'Leary clan came from Carberry to Inchigila in 1190. And they came to the river crossing in the village. And they held Norwegian Viking traders captive there. Insha, the water meadow, Gila, the hostages. And actually, where we're standing, there's a line of graves over there. Some of them going back, to the inscriptions going back to about 1790. And there are the burial place of the Cotters. And the Cotters, there are quite a few Cotters in County Kerry as well. They're, they're the only Munster name that can trace themselves back to Viking traders. Makwitter, Otterer. And my own roots here in Inchigila are Cotters. My grandmother was Nora Cotter. And uh, we're very proud of that ancient uh, link. Uh, to go back to where we are in Inchigila, we're looking to the north side of the churchyard. We're looking at the Dernasogat Mountains. Um, and further north from them, not, not in view here, but can be seen from Inchigila, are the Paps. And due north of the Paps is where my people-in-law live up in Knocknagoshal, and they can see them due south. So that'll give you a good bearing of where we are. Um, in the Dernasogat Mountains to the north of us here, there's another interesting um, uh, cave that we can see distantly from us. And as children, we always heard it being called Bailik on Irla. And the Irla in question was the Earl of Desmond. And in the last six or eight months of his life, he was on the run. And he was sheltered here in Inchigila by the O'Leary clan. And uh, he was um, protected by one of his last Gallaglass soldiers, a, a McSweeney man, whose wife was an O'Leary. And the McSweeney Gallaglass uh, met his death about 10 or 15 miles from here in Ballinine. And his widow was subsequently remarried to a man near Castle Island, um, I think it was Fitzgerald was his name. And Bailick and Eirle, we are very proud of our connection with the Earl of Desmond, uh, Gugan Barra, further up from us, and indeed the connection with the river here, uh, with St Finbar, of uh, his first journey from Gugan Barra, his hermitage, to establish the first church in Cork. And he was, uh, um, folklore has it that he made the journey along our riverbank here uh, to start this first church in Cork and Gugan Barra is known as Green Valley Desmond. So another connection with the Earl of Desmond. Returning again to Kate Buckley and a story about a local murder and how news travelled in the area. I'll tell you now, when I was young, Daniel, when I was young now, Daddy was so interested in this, them things and there was no paper to come back at home. Uh, Only the weekly, the weekly or the weekly. But you'd be sent to call for the weekly for to get the end of... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But you, you heard about... Uh, you heard about that, Dan. Is it how Eleanor Sullivan was cutting... Um, I was going to say Fred, Fred Mining. Was it how she was cutting share what? I know what that is, was. Did you ever hear that murder back? That's the first murder... No, I, I, know, I, know, I might have it. I remember. I can't think of it as good as yesterday. I was about, I, I was about seven or eight years and we should sit Yeah, the very thing. And like the story, she was she was a butter maker yeah. back way back somewhere, and she got herself and Crone and were going out going out together and engaged to be married. And like the story, it took a while because you see she used to come home until the weekend, and there was no phone or anything that time. Do you understand? No, oh. oh, I can think back to seventy five years ago, Dan. Yeah. And uh, she 
She will tell her that she was staying with friends because I shouldn't be any notice in yes. the wide world because I can tell her no respect at home. If there was one who was missing, when there was a big family, then if they said, oh, she's gone to Ishto and Hell Hens or Kiss, there wouldn't be anyone that, that you'll come away back from your salty after a couple of days, isn't it, Dan? That's how it was, but there would not be crowd here. But anyway, forgive me, she was She wasn't coming home and they got her dead and she was remanded. I, oh, yeah, I might have had I might have had a person or two, sure. But God, you should nearly think you to tell her the truth. She, Cronin, uh, poor old she was hanged. I'd say he'd be nearly one of the last. Yes. You over there somewhere around Ramor. Oh, yes. Yeah. I can't think of that as good as yesterday. And another story about the Knights of the Road. And this time, it's the women who were the Knights of the Road. Bridgie Curran, Bridgie Curran. She who was, was Bridgie Curran? She was in another one of the beggars. She... And was this a woman going around on her own? Or? Well, I don't tell there was a woman going around in here, but I believe they had a fair and once. Oh, they had a fair. She'd be a, some, a famine victim, I'd say. But there was a Bridgie Corden then. I don't know where she came from, but she used to call to us anyway. No, I don't know her. She wouldn't. But you see, Dan, what happened actually? There'd be ones that, that wouldn't call over here and they'd be wish and they'd carry on away back in Ticken Mayor, do you understand? Oh, yeah, they would, they yeah. would. And they all had their own houses, Mac, from old place back into in Ticken Mayor. Oh, yeah. They had their own places, uh, places uh, mapped out. You mean they, they called to certain houses yes. and, they would, and they'd be sure? Certain of, of their of lodgings. Yes, yes. They would and, and the lodgings. Yeah, I know oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Where do I know? There was Fred Mine. Well, that's how we were. We were at Fred Mine in Lash now. Fred Mine, but definitely he wasn't. He wasn't a bigger. Oh, he wasn't. But I'm just giving you the name. And there was Bullock Clary than the Yush Cantos. <laughs> he had one leg, but he was of good people too. Back from the past, he came in here where we're still there. Yeah. yeah. He was there with us. Holland the Goat. He was. He was near related to to Castigan. He belonged to very very good, very good people too. But a girl left him down. Yeah. That's the Janet. And these things, I'm not mocking him. I'm with all no, no, he used to stay with us too. And he. And what, what was he? He'd, he'd work away with Jerry when, when all the lads left because, you see, Paddy, there was Paddy and Sean, my brothers, but my father was good and young, and, you know, they couldn't, to be honest with you, the truth is, they couldn't stand each other. Like, that is the truth now. But no hatred, no nothing. It wasn't. They never murdered each other, indeed. There was much, there wasn't much beating at all, as far, as far as I can see. We didn't get much beating at all, and plenty scolding, that's to be honest with you. I'll tell the truth now. He did not. Um, but and he was known as Holland the Goat. Holland the Goat, he yeah. had to go his road. But you see, what, what used to happen then is, is, is when life was going against them, they wouldn't stay perched at all, they'd just wander, wander. Oh, yeah. And what, what was the meaning of that? What, what good would that be? I don't know, there was quite a few of them around that just go from host to host all over the country, and I don't know why. But you see, in fairness, no, Kevin, you, there, there's an explanation for it. No, you got welcome that and there was crows and hosts, but you couldn't, my dear, you wouldn't call it a host now. Because of the door would be locked oh. the most of the days. And the oh. people are too busy anywhere. They have, like, like what I said to Martin Tamkian, you know, like the, the fact is, uh, when, my sister, when my sister went to England first, this is the first I heard about the affairs, the old sisters. She's a fair good able to mind herself. She said to me, well, she said to me, I don't believe she said that there's anybody over in England that has got an affair. That's 70 years ago now. Oh, God, I said, I don't know. That's well, involved in, 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 in what? Has got an affair. Well, Ma- an affair going on. <laughs> 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 Married men, she was talking yeah. about. Oh, yes. <clears throat> 
because when she went over, you can leave on this. Like, uh, when she went over, she went doing she went doing the for the general nursing for Daniel, but he didn't agree with her. She said she wasn't like the, the tight collar. Yeah. And she went doing auxiliary nursing. That's yeah. kind of a helper. And she was doing this auxiliary nursing nursing in a nursing home. And this man came in to see his wife and baby, and, and he was trying to get get on to her but i tell you he was trying to get on to the wrong one she said do you see that gloss there in my hand when i throw that gloss she said off of the top of your head she said if you don't get away quick <laughs> i don't believe she said that there there's anybody that married that has got an affair as well but so that and this was 70 years said, ago as i'm sitting down here i don't tell lies but you see we learned that from from it was in america in england 70 years ago but you just everywhere know, Morris, to be We're having a wonderful day here up at the yes. city, and, and the foothills and, and, and the past. And, and the crowds are, are, are collecting. It's unusual, the crowd is there today. But that happened in the past always, didn't it? Oh, you know, it a crowd is. would just gather uh, in the countryside. Would just gather, but, but uh, you see, the, the, well, the, it's just getting late now. I, I mean, May is, is, is coming to an end, and usually people come in the beginning, but it seems that there are a lot coming today. And my final destination was to the Paps Mountain. And it is known as the ancient city and a great place of pilgrimage where many people go. And there I met Donal Amora O'Sullivan again. And this time we spoke about the tradition of the wake. Talk to me about the another tradition long ago the wakes the wakes in the oh, house the wakes in the houses yeah oh, the wakes oh, the, the, the wakes were in the houses that time when a person was dead there was no talk of a funeral home the, it, it wasn't there at all they were there but the, the, they were far away and there wasn't any 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 talk of it but the wakes and there'd be two nights maybe because there was no talk of sending a corpse to, to the chapel to the church so it was was wake a person would die today, wake tonight, all day tomorrow, tomorrow night again, two two days, and 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 then the person would be buried on the third day. So they'd have a, a great celebration. They'd have porter and uh, kegs of porter and all the plenty of drink and plenty of everything and plenty of people to to, to stay up at night. The clear pipe program that time, the clear pipe. There'd be maybe a half a dozen of clear pipes. At the wake. At the wake yeah. and snuff. Snuff. You want anyone you, you, you remember snuff? No. Yeah. The snuff. Open the corps. But uh Open this open top this the Open the corps. yes, open the corps. This the 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 um, snuff. You play it up in the cops and you would take a picture of Black Daily Hanum the Marrow and whatever we say in Irish. But yeah, but a lot of non smokers would come to the wake. You would have a desperate crowd of non smokers coming to the wake. For to fill the clear pipes, and you would see them uh, smoking the clear pipes away. But uh, anyway, I was there with another friend of mine, we were car these, you know, and I said to the young man, if you could get uh, a pinch of the car, the candle grease, off of the, the candle stick, you know, and print to the bottom of the pipe for, for the old man. He was just a smoker. He was no smoker. My dear man, you think to the, the Pope that was, that was elected, the first smoker that was coming out of the... <laughs> That's quite small. That's going to be the or the point. I should have asked and I didn't sicken him. Special women that that you slay out the corpse. That there was no attack of undertaker. That him he wouldn't come at all. He just could come the, the for the funeral no more. To, to, for the burial. And they were well able to do it. The, 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 these people. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yes. They cap their hands and everything. Fine, all go good for people, born from Kilgarvin, from Kilgarvin in Kule in and there was a Shibi in halfway as in Morley's Bridge, and and the they'd be waiting for the day of the funeral. They'd be they'd love to have someone in Kilgarvin, and that he'd be buried in Bellwood. <laughs> so that they could open the sheep in and they'd, they'd, they'd call to the sheep in and, you know. And of course, be, that was a half house, house rest. Kind yeah, of and the only, there'd be maybe three or four old ladies and they'd be, you know, Lloyd Arning would say, out before the Queen and he'd, and the Mundir, he'd say, Nerish, Corde, Huing, Thailun, Yer Huing. That there was a, a voice coming in and prepare the sheep in, open the sheep in. Actually, yes, Corde, Huing, Thailun, Yer Huing. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast from the southwest Cork Kerry area. And if you want to listen to the entire interviews with any of the people featured, they're available from our website. That's www.irishlifeandlore.com. My name is Maurice O'Keefe and thank you for listening.